This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Don Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Benvenuto, and welcome to La Bella Vita Show. This is Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostest. I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another amazing show this evening. If you're listening to me live, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to me on a podcast, thanks for downloading the show. If you didn't know that you could do that, you absolutely can by going to my show page at toganet.com and uh, downloading it there. You can also go to Apple and go to iTunes and uh, put in La Bella Vita, scroll on down to podcasts and subscribe for free. And also, if you have a Apple device, you can go to your podcasts uh, icon app, and uh, you can also search for it there and download it from there as well. So go ahead and do that. That would be great. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite areas of Italy, and that would be the Italian Riviera, otherwise known as the Cinque Terre. Uh, some news has come out in the last couple of days about the area, so I want to share that with you um, and tell you some of the places that you may want to go when you're visiting the area. Uh, where to stay, where to go, where to hike, what to eat, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, what's going on in the world? There's a heck of a lot going on in the world. First of all, I just want to say uh, I would like to extend my condolences to Justice Scalia's family. Uh, as you know, the Supreme Court justice passed away last week and uh, was buried the other day. And I know that I may not uh, particularly agree with him politically, but I have to say he was one of the longest serving uh, justices of our time and uh, he will be missed. And um, I am looking forward to our Congress replacing him with one of President Obama's nominees that he's surely going to nominate in the last 11 months of his presidency. So there you have it. Um, but my prayers and thoughts go out to his family. He has lots of kids and tons of grandchildren. Um, okay, what else is going on? So you know that I'm obsessed with TV and all things reality. So I have to tell you, my shows have come back. My Amazing Race is back. Love it. Uh, which is featuring YouTube stars, which are hilarious. They're really good. Um, and, of course, my Survivor came back last week, and I love it. And... I think it's going to be a great season of Survivor. And my favorite one is, because I can't remember his name, but um, we're calling him Mr. Miyagi. He is badass. Love him. I want him to win the whole thing. And if you watch Survivor and you watch the first episode, you know exactly who I'm talking about. 
The one thing that I think is hilarious is that if you are a survivor follower, you know that the MO is for all the people to look for the idol because they want to be safe, right? They want that safety. So Mr. Miyagi goes out because he's a plant person. That's what he does. He's a gardener in his real life. Um, he went out and he starts like digging up trees because he thinks, oh, you know, they look like they were just like, lift, you know, newly like played with. And so he starts, you know, ripping them out. And of course he gets caught. But the thing that cracks me up is that all of these players are like, oh, I don't trust him now. He's looking for the idol. Well, come on, people, you all look for the idol. So don't go off on him because he's doing the same thing that every single one of you are going to be doing in a short amount of time. But anyway, I think that this is going to be a fantastic season. Um, I felt bad for the girl who last week got some little bug in her ear, was causing her a tremendous amount of pain. And it was crazy to think that the bug was like literally this worm-like thing that was literally about a centimeter long and was causing her horrific pain. My thing is, is how does it take so long of all the seasons we're like almost what, 20, 30 seasons into Survivor that this hasn't happened before? Like, how hasn't a bug or something got into somebody, something, and caused them to need medical attention? But I have to tell you, the girl held on for hours and hours and hours and hours, did not ask for medical to come and get her or help her, and uh, eventually it made its way out. And the people that were trying to help her, like, literally the bug was crawling out. And instead of, like, going after it, they, like, the bug started to crawl back in. And they're not doing anything. Finally, they got rid of it. But what drama and trauma. And I felt so bad for her. But after the bug was out, she was fine. And she went to go kick ass in the uh, the uh, immunity challenge. So good for her. Um, getting back to the amazing race, it's going to be a fantastic race. And every season I say this, I don't understand how people who say that they're super fans of the amazing race always end up doing the most stupid things when they're on the race. Now, I understand that when you're in the moment, things might not be as clear, but when you go to a place for a challenge and it tells you to go someplace else, like when you're starting to kind of walk or jog to where you need to be and it's like taking forever, do you think that maybe you should turn around and get back in your taxi and take it to the next destination that you need to go to instead of walking the whole way because that's exactly what happened to the people last week. They walked and so they had trouble on their challenge. They were one of the latest teams to get there and because even though they finished earlier than the other team that was left, because they had to walk all the way to their taxi, they were eliminated from the race. So. People, if you are ever thinking about going on The Amazing Race, please read the clues and please have some common sense. So I'm good. That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I'm totally obsessed also with the People versus O.J. Simpson show. I, I can't even tell you. It is crazy the amount of information that that show has put forth. And the infighting, I really never realized how much infighting was going on between Johnny Cochran and Shapiro and and how they just literally brought all these different people in just for solely for the fact that they didn't want them talking on the cable channels and networks. I think it's just crazy to me. So I did a marathon of three shows this weekend, watched last one last night. If you haven't watched it, please do yourself a favor. Well written. And like every day it's a new cast member that it blows me away. I, I don't John Travolta is on there. Connie Britton, who I love, is on there playing Faye Resnick. 
as Camille Grammer would say, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Um, you know, it's just every time that someone comes on, it's like a new character and it's like some crazy celebrity that you're like, how did they get all of these people to agree to do this show? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, American Idol just could not get any better for me. This is like, to me, the best year ever. And I'm really sad that it's going to end soon. And I really hope that it, I hope that another network picks it up somehow, some way so that it doesn't end. It's such a fabulous platform for people looking to break into the music business. And they have produced so many huge mega stars. I just wish that it could continue in some way, fashion, uh, form of fashion so i don't know uh as you know my the equivalent of christmas day is coming up on sunday because dawn will be we're on her couch with some snacks all day long watching the red carpet flipping back and forth between like five different channels and watching the red carpet because next week we will be talking all about red carpet fashion from the oscars as well as what has gone down this past week in Milan for the fashion show so next week is going to be all fashion all show long um, and my other favorite thing that I found out today is my favorite show on E! The Royals has been renewed for season 3 so I'm super excited I just hope that next season is a little bit longer than this one because it was way too short in my opinion so I hope that uh, they get it together and have a much longer season alright so my fashion icon you know I have my incantatos what has me spellbound um, my fashion icon this week is Adele now I'm sure we've all watched the, the Grammys and saw Adele's performance, and she could do no wrong in my eyes. We've talked about this. I just love her. Uh, but uh, she was um, at uh, an award show, and she just wore this amazing um, Giampattista uh, gown. Um, which was a burgundy color, had layers of sheer fabric and ruffles through the uh, ruffles through a skirt. Uh, it was just absolutely gorgeous, and it basically comes from the uh, spring summer collection from Gian Battista. And I'll tell you, she looked like a million bucks. She really did. Um, so there you go. And also, I do have a wine pick for you, but somehow, some way, I lost where I wrote it down. But it is from the Cinque Terre uh, portion of Italy because we are going to be talking about Cinque Terre tonight and all the wonderful things that are going on there. So um, we'll be doing that. So when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about the Cinque Terre. I'm going to be telling you where you want to go, uh, why that, believe it or not, there might be a fee uh, in order to get to the Cinque Terre, and why is that relevant, and also um, where to go, what to eat, what to see, and all about the little different little towns and villages. There's five in the Cinque Terre that you want to go and visit. And uh, we're going to be talking about each and every one of those. Um, and, of course, you know, there's a buffoon of the week in my incantatos. And no doubt uh, my buffoon of the week would have to go to Mr. Donald Trump once again because uh, apparently the governor of Florida, my governor, Rick Scott, is on his short list of VPs. Um, I just want to encourage you all <laughs> to maybe do a Google search of Rick Scott. 
um, and see his horrible, horrible, unforgivable record in the state of Florida. And uh, there is um, a lot to be said about him, one being that uh, his company actually had the biggest case of Medicaid fraud in U.S. history. So, you know, apparently, according to Donald Trump, that equates to you being a great vice presidential pick. But there you have it. So do yourself a favor. Um, if Donald Trump might be your candidate, you might want to check out his VP pick because maybe not be such a great pick at all. So there you go. Uh, oh, and then the fact that he said that low information voters are his favorite people. That's a little bit bad. Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Only once every few years does a show come along that makes you think, makes you care, makes you believe the impossible. A show featuring only the best in writing, acting, and directing. Until that show comes along, we suggest Paranoria, Texas. Thrilled to the adventures of six super-powered nerds on a never-ending quest to take over the world and to complete their collection of She-Hulk comics. Paranoria, Texas, Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central on AstronetRadio.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita. All with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Hey, welcome back. 
back. It's Don Catherine's La Bella Vita show, and we are talking about the Cinque Terre. And I am here to tell you that Italy is to impose limits on visitors to the Cinque Terre with tourist ticket system. Access to the beautiful and rugged coastal area will be closed this summer once the number of visitors reach 1.5 million in order to preserve local culture. Italy plans to severely reduce the number of tourists visiting the Cinque Terre UN World Heritage Area this summer because of the rugged coastal areas risk being wrecked by coach parties and cruise ships. About 2.5 million tourists pour into the picturesque park in northwest Italy's Liguria region last year to visit the five small fishing villages, which are connected by narrow cliffside trails. Residents say day-trippers from cruise ships docking at nearby nearby ports have overwhelmed their communities, and the head of the Cinque Terre Park said no more than 1.5 million visitors would be let in this year. We will certainly be criticized for this, but for us it is a question of survival, Vittorio Alessandro told La Repubblica newspaper. Roads leading to the area are being fitted with devices to gauge the number of people headed to the villages, and once a certain number has been reached, access will be closed. Tickets will, of course, be sold ahead of time online and an app created for tourists to show which of the villages are the most congested. Assessed by steep winding roads, the Tinkatera, with their boredly colored houses, used to be a remote backwater. However, tourist have numbers have risen sharply in recently in recent years, partly as a result of cruise companies adding more Italian destinations to their itineraries as another Mediterranean port, such as Tunisia, lost their appeal following militant attacks. Now, the Cinque Terre is one of the most prized destinations of the Ligurian Riviera. The tourist success of the region is chiefly due to the fact the five villages which delineate the area, namely Rio Maggiore, Manarola, Cornigia, Varnezza, and Monterosa al Mare, as well as the surrounding towns and villages, enjoy the advantage of being located in a stunning nature set the beauty of which was immortalized by Lord Byron when he described Cinque Terre as paradise on earth. Indeed, nestled between the sea and the backdrop of the hilly relief, the five scenic villages have also been listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, a status which furthermore evidences the uniqueness and the historical and environmental value of the place. Thus, the National Park of Cinque Terre, which comprises the five resorts and their wine surroundings, consists of a bundle of scenic gulfs and beaches, picturesque villages, and meandering hiking trails, and last but not least, a place bursting with tradition, in particular in terms of gastronomic practices. Uh, so it is a beautiful place to go. Now, the National Park of the Cinque Terre is just one of the many national parks of Italy. However, this is quite a special one. Keep in mind the fact that the region has been declared a national park in order to preserve the natural environment. Thus, since Cinque Terre has been altered by human intervention over the centuries, this national park should be named the Park of Man instead. But why would it need such labeling? Over the time, starting in the 10th century, man has dissected the hills that run into the sea in order to create arable land, and indeed they created. Chikatero was renowned across the century for its olive and wine production. However, the landscape remained as beautiful as before, becoming even more appealing to man. Nevertheless, modern times came, and all those terraced hills were left on their own, degrading themselves, and would degradation came ugliness. This is probably the main reason why Chikatero was transformed first into a UNESCO World Heritage in 1997 and a national park in 1999. These hills crashing into the sea were beautiful before man came. And because man changed them, 
irremediably, they should be kept changed, but they should be kept nonetheless. Therefore, this should be named the Park of Man instead, because this park's goal is to restore the balance, the lost harmony between man and nature, because there are very few places that remained wild and were not tamed. If they remained at all, as a result, the policy is that of sustainable development, tourism development that protects and enhances future opportunities while also keeping present ones safe. We might say that this national park has profound identity in the region's culture, whether we are talking about architecture or art in general, or we are talking about the olive and grapes culture. Therefore, it cannot exist without any of them, man or nature. And if it is easier to keep man somewhere. It is more difficult to maintain what man has done over the centuries. And this is the National Park's goal, to make sure that both man and nature coexist like they did for centuries, no matter what happens, no matter how many modern times are shaped. Um, so that is a, a beautiful testament to the culture of UNESCO and what they have done in order to preserve the Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre is a worldwide celebrated tourist destination, the reputation of which revolves around its famed hiking trails and gastronomical and xenological produces. However, Cinque Terre became a notable president presence on the tourist map of the world no sooner than the 1960s. Until then, the villages now known under the name of Cinque Terre used to doze away sunken in the greenery of the olive groves in the vineyards. But tourism eventually started to take over, turning the five lands into the ultimate destination on the Ligurian Riviera, at least for visitors keen on extensive outdoor explanation in wrestling dainty feeders. Cinque Terre is not a mainstream tourist destination, and given it was listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it has been part of the National Park of Cinque Terre since 99, this state of affairs is highly unlikely to change since the main purpose of the status is precisely to preserve whatever it is that the Cinque Terre has already managed to maintain throughout the course of history. Politically speaking, the village as Cinque Terre have never had a notable presence on the scene of the historic European battles and pieces enduring. In fact, the decision made by other political forces such as Genoa and Pisa, and depending on how the political circumstances would shift from one favorable wind to another. Cinque Terre has always been a land of peaceful fishermen and farmers, constantly and occasionally pillaged by pirates and slave traders. Locals often had to take cover by abandoning their homes and running into the surroundings. But what matters is their work and heritage has endured, such that at present Cinque Terre is a prized destination appreciate from two points of view at least. The massive stone walls which sustain the terraces on which the homes and the vineyards are located are part of this heritage. Much of the local tradition's cuisine, its full authenticity, is rooted in these times of poor peasantry. But the bottom line is all the historical anonymity has finally paid out. Cinque Terre is at present a UNESCO site and a mecca of all inquisitive dainty feet feeders. So we're going to talk about some of the, the five villages that you can go and visit. Rio Maggiore is the Cinque Terre village that makes little concession to the modern world. It was only recently that new houses and apartment blocks have been built. While the fishing sector has expanded from this perspective, considering the fact that every night tourists can see fishermen on the sea enticing fish 
using lights. One might say that Rio Maggiore is quite a busy little place sunken in its century-old traditions. During the day, all the action takes place at Via Colombo, the main street. On this thoroughfare, Turo's tourists can spot bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and all, all sorts of venues where they can gear up for hiking or for a simple walk on the Via del Amore. However, that's all about the modern world comes down to in Rio Maggiore. It's quite an old village. The first historical document mentoring about the village dates from the beginning of the 13th century until the 16th century. Quite a few tall vertical houses were built on the village's cliffs. All of them have two entrances, one in the front and on the street side, and one in the back. They were built in this way to order to escape route for the inhabitants in case an enemy attacked from the sea. Wherever these houses are not the oldest architectural testimonies in the village, tourists can also spot an ancient stone castle. This castle was first mentioned in the 13th century, describing it as already being ancient, and in the 19th century, the castle was transformed into a cemetery, whole parts of it being destroyed in order to adapt to its new destination. Even more, there have been found historical evidences that the entire Cinque Terre region has been inhabited since 1800 BC. Besides the sheer beauty of reuniting with history, ancient history at that, tourists can visit the church of San Giovanni Battista, built in 1335, the shrine of Our Lady of Montenero, a church built in the 19th century which attracts thousands of followers each year. Other places to visit are the Oratory of Santa Maria Santa, built in the 16th century, and the Oratory of St. Rocco in the San Antonio Abbey. From Rio Maggiore, tourists can reach any of the other four villages in the Tinkatera by following hiking routes of their choice. So that is one of the first villages that you can go to, and it is a beautiful at best telling you. The, the whole area is beautiful. Bernatza is one of the liveliest villages in the Cinque Terre, suspended on a cliff. The first historical documents about this village date back to 1080 when it had the role of, of a fortified village back in 1080, when it had the role of a maritime base. And as a testimony, Vernazza provided both glorious sailors and mercenary leaders, which have fought in renowned battles such as the battles of Federico II. While back then this place was probably quite Spartan, now it is considered one of the most beautiful villages in Italy, and it is in fact hard not to fall in love with this smallest settlement. With houses clustered on cliffs around a natural harbor with small streets forming a tiny maze before leading to the main street. This small village is the most visited in Cinque Terre by tourists all around the world, especially in the summer. And while it can be reached from any of the other four villages in Cinque Terre through any hiking route, the most breathtaking view of the village is when tourists arrive by sea. Only by sea the village can be seen in all its beauty. The natural harbor with a small port, the Church of Santa Margaria di Antica, built in the 14th century, the remains of the castle in the eastern part, and of course the defense system built in the 10th century, a wall two lookout towers in the Doria Castle. These all can be seen in all their splendor all at once by sea. Of course, these are not the only places to visit while in Vernazza. So uh, a shrine 
visited not only by tourists but by pilgrims too. And if tourists are not necessarily keen on hiking, they can spend the day in the village in one of the many restaurants and pizzerias while in the evening, sitting at a coffee table, gazing at the sea in the central square, which is actually a smaller sea of coffee tables. So that is Rio Maggiore and Vernazza. When we come back, we'll be talking about the other villages of the Cinque Terre, hoping that it inspires you to take a trip to the Cinque Terre and do it the smart way and know a little bit about its history. I'll see you on the other side of the break. This is La Bella Vida. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. about the hound dog that participated in a 13-mile race in Elkmont, Alabama? According to Runner's World, the two-and-a-half-year-old hound dog named Ludivine was just horb-gorbling in her backyard when she heard the runners lining up for the trackless train track half-marathon in the distance. Somehow, she found her way to the starting line and began sprinting alongside the other runners. According to Keith Henry, the winner of the race, Ludivine cut in front of him and the other runners several times. They had to be careful not to trip over the pooch. As it turned out, Ludivine crossed the finish line in seventh place with a time of one hour and 33 minutes. According to her owner, that was a pretty impressive showing for a normally scabberlatcher dog. Scabberlatcher is another word for lazy. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Webster was born in the month of October 1758, and we celebrate all he did for us logoleps, logomaniacs, and lovers of words. After America won its independence, Noah Webster thought Americans needed their own spelling dictionary that would teach American language usage and instill a sense of pride in the new nation, as opposed to using England's textbooks. His American dictionary contains 70,000 words. Today, that number has grown considerably. It's no wonder many of us suffer from lethologica. That's the inability to remember a word. Noah Webster began writing his dictionary when he was 43 years old and finally completed it 27 years later in 1843. Webster didn't make much money on the book, and upon his death, the Miriam brothers acquired the rights to Webster's Dictionary. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. 
It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Hey, welcome back. It's Don Catherine. This is Live Bella Vita show. We are talking about the Cinque Terre in Italy, the beautiful Italian Riviera. And Cornelia is a quiet village in the Cinque Terre. It is isolated with no opening to the sea, well above the hills. As a matter of fact, either hiking pack path you choose, you will have to ascend if you enter or descend if you leave on a long flight of brick steers composed of 33 flights, each with 377 stairs. Even if that might sound a little too much, these stairs are practically an enticing maze of walkways watched over by tall houses, lemon trees, vines, and all types of vegetation on both sides. However, once there, tourists can get a glimpse of what the entire Cinque Terre was a few decades ago. There are not as many restaurants and bars, just a little square overlooked by a statue. And since we mentioned it, Cornelia is actually a nickname of the Roman colonist Cornelio, who presumably founded this settlement. Cornelia was also known for its wine production since ancient times. In the ruins of Pompeii, there was discovered a wine amphora with the word Cornelia written on it. While it is the quietest village in the Cinque Terre, tourists can have a good day in here while visiting the oratory of Santa Caterina or the Shrine of Our Lady of Grace. Next, you want to go... uh, uh, to Manarola, and the best way of entering is through one of the hiking routes from Cornelia. From this perspective, the houses simply cluster one into another on a cliff as they were spawned by the rocks themselves. At first glance, Manarola would be a fishing village considering the large number of fishing boats in the harbor. However, the name Manarola tells us a different story. This word means actually something much more different. The path from the mill to the water, and as a matter of fact, one of the more important architectural vestiges of this village is the old mill and the olive press, restored to their former glory by the National Park of Cinque Terre. Besides that, Manarola is also the greatest wine producer from all of the five villages of the Cinque Terre. Other places to visit would be the Church of San Lorenzo, built in the 14th century, within the Papa Innocenzo Piazza, the Bell Tower, which once served as a defense tower, the San Rocco Historical Hospital, and the Our Lady of Health Shrine, a church that visited by tourists and pilgrims as well. As all the other villages in the Cinque Terre, Manarola is also a very old settlement. The first year it is mentioned in a historical document is in 1273, when under Genovese rule, the village starts to progress, becoming one of the region's best olive and wine suppliers. However, it is not all a about history in this small village, besides restaurants, the best gelateria in all Cinque Terre, Manarola can also provide a very nice swimming area where anyone can dive into the water from some big rocks, carefully placed there. And if there are tourists interested in spelunking, there are also plenty of caves and underwater caves around. Accessible further on the blue path are even more swimming places to be had. Next, we're going over to the Monteroso Almaro Mare. It's the busiest of all the five villages in the Cinque Terre, being actually a small town divided into the old town built during the 13th century behind the harbor and a modern town which can accommodate quite a large number of tourists in new and modern hotels. While it is not as attractive in a rural way as the other villages, tourists can still visit here plenty of sites 
of which one of the most notable is the so-called Convento dei Cappuccini, which shelters a prize work of art, a crucifixion by Anthony Van Dyck. Monterosso is the first mentioned in a document from the beginning of the 13th century. The village was designed as the most important fortification of Cinque Terre, especially against pirate invasions. Considering these facts, one might say that Monterosso lacks exactly what Cinque Terre means, a preserved traditional way of life. However, since its hotels can accommodate a large number of tourists, Monterosso can be considered the heart of the Cinque Terre, since it is the starting point for many hikers when visiting the beautiful Italian region. So, uh, how to get around when you are in the Cinque Terre. In order to explore Cinque Terre to the full extent of its tourist opportunities, visitors can resort to trains and ferries. Thus, they can both admire the nature set and be efficient about their stay in Cinque Terre. Getting to know the highlights of the region in virtually no time, walking and hiking remain, however, the most rewarding manners of searching out the Cinque Terre. Adequate, in fact, for the most tourist profile of this destination, driving around, though, an option is not the most advisable alternative. Uh, by train, getting from any of the villages of the Cinque Terre to any other by train seems to be the most straightforward manner of searching out the region, at least for, tour for tourists who don't necessarily want to experience the destination exclusively on foot, given each village has a train station, hopping from one locality to another by train is the simplest and most effective and efficient way of making an overall idea about the place. With the obvious disadvantage of missing out what is truly valuable about this destination from a tourist point of view is outstanding outdoors. Trains run from the Monterosso Almare to Rio Maggiore with a comforting frequency up to three trains an hour. The only aspect one should take into account is the type of vehicle since the since only the local trains make stops in every village, trains which cover long distances only stop in Monterosso and Rio Maggiore. On top of that, tourists who use the Cinque Terre card will find, which is a card that you can get when you're in the area, will find it very rewarding to see they can travel unlimitedly all the way from La Spiezza, which is an outside town of the Cinque Terre, to Levanto, which is to the north, to the extent the validity of their card allows it. Um... My car driving around in Cinque Terre is unsurprisingly not the most rewarding holiday experience. The narrow meandering streets and the shortage of car parks can definitely dampen one's spirits. This is why, if not in the mood for walking or hiking, tourists should definitely turn to trains as the most reliable solution. Parking tends to become an issue, especially during the summer season. Even in Monterosso, which is the most modern of all the Cinque Terre resort areas, uh, on top of the fact free parking is basically unheard of, the villages between Monterosso and Rio Maggiore are close to traffic road, except for the locals. You can go by boat or ferry getting around. The Ligurian coastline is an experience each visitor of the Cinque Terre should make, given its understandable appeal. The picturesque boat trips, though a little pricier than land means of transport, are definitely worth trying. Next to the companies which offer leisure boat trips along the coastline, tourists can also resort to the companies which operate at the main ports in and around the Cinque Terre. Um, it offers, uh, there's different thing, places that offer trips along the Ligurian coast, sometimes reaching all the way to Genoa, making the villages of Cinque Terre and other seaside resorts accessible by sea. Uh, the main drawback is that some companies only operate in the autumn, 
or as long as the climatic conditions allow it. So uh, getting around is much better and much easier if you do it by train or do the ferry route. Uh, obviously, you will see a lot more if you choose to hike. But for people who are not comfortable uh, hiking, you know, you, you're still going to be able to uh, see some of the area. Um, so the traditional cuisine in Cinque Terre, of course, when we are going to a place in Italy, in a region of Italy, we want to know what the cuisine is like. Much of the tourist industry in the Cinque Terre resolves around the celebrated hiking trails of the namesake National Park. But truth to be told, there's much more to Cinque Terre than just the hiking. Dainty feeders might find it comforting to learn that the Cinque Terre is a gastronomic paradise, accommodating in particular the fancies of fish and seafood dish lovers who know how to duly appreciate the gifts of the sea. On top of that, the locally produced wines, due to their historical reputation, a tourist magnet too. They can easily complement a meal, and if appropriately associated with a specific dish, they can make for a great culinary experience. Pesto is a garlic-based sauce. We all know it. But though garlic is indeed an essential ingredient, the specific garlic flavor is mitigated, so to say, by the more mouth-watering bouquet yielded by the rest of the ingredients, pine nuts, basil, extra virgin olive oil, and hard cheese. Pesto is, in fact, a product the tradition of goes back to the Roman era. And its popularity is ascertained by the fact that the entire Ligurian region delights in preparing and consuming it. Pesto is also commonly known as pesto alla Genovese, mainly because the historical recipe involves the use of Genovese basil, said to have a particularly unique flavor. In preparing the sauce, a special emphasis is laid on the fact it is not cooked, meaning the ingredients are not subject to any thermal alteration process. They are simply crushed, traditionally in a marble mortar, and ground with a wooden pestle. This is a mechanical process which does not tamper with the Genovese flavor of the ingredients, but preserves their entire sap, such as to make finally make the palate tremble with pleasure. Pesto can accompany or enrich a large range of dishes from soups to pasta. I'm telling you that I love pesto. I could eat it every day. It is amazing, and especially in that area of Italy, they do it right. Olive oil, the entire Ligurian region is famed for its traditional production of olive oil. The quality of the product is ascertained, amongst others, by the fact three of the types of olives have been granted by the Ligurian Riviera Protected Designation of Origin, the DOP label, which ensures the authenticity of the product and guarantees its high standard quality. The olive oil is a highly versatile ingredient, and not only gastronomically speaking, but also from a medicinal point of view, not to mention the wide range of beauty care products based on this chief active ingredient. Thus, there is a genuine olive oil culture in the Ligurian region of Italy, and visitors can ascertain it immediately after setting a foot on the coast. The entire region is covered with olive and vineyards providing not only a spectacular view but also the prospect of inexhaustible gastronomic and xenological pursuits. Salted anchovies. It's true, fish is ever-present on local tables, ranging from bream and brass to cuttlefish and squid and boiled or sawed salted, dried, fried, or grilled. Fish and seafood are virtually unlimited sources of inspiration for the local cuisine. However, the salted anchovies have become a mark of the regional cuisine, and despite the fact this is not a spectacular dish, it does manage to fuel the already flamboyant imagination of keen, dainty feeders. Anchovies in general 
can be cooked in a wide variety of ways, fried and associated with vegetables, brined, drowned in garlic sauce, and other ways. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the wines of the Cinque Terre, and we're going to be giving you a guide to uh, some hiking trails that you maybe take. We'll see you on the other side. Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. With Thanksgiving upon us, Weight Watchers offers tips so you can enjoy the holiday without guilt and without a feeling as though you're competing with the turkey in the stuffed steaks. You can enjoy the celebration and still not fall off your healthy eating plan. If you are currently working towards losing weight, remember that Thanksgiving is just one day, not a week long. They recommend that number one, you decide how much of your favorite food will satisfy you. Number two, select once a year foods. Number three, just say no when you're pressured by others to take seconds or thirds and stop when you're full. Number four, remember that all foods have benefits. And finally, number five, broaden your focus. Thanksgiving is not just about delicious food. It's about being with the people you love and being thankful for this great country that we live in. I'm Annette Hammond. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Hey, welcome 
Welcome back. It's John Catherine. This is La Bella Vida show. We are talking about the Cinque Terre and uh, we were talking about the traditional cuisine of the Cinque Terre. Now we're going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about the wine and Cinque Terre. The wholesome client and soil of the Cinque Terre have created for the ideal conditions for olive cultures, by, but the land is also famed for its vineyards. There are two DOC labels originated here, namely the Cinque Terre wine and the Scatera wine. Unsurprisingly, the white Cinque Terre goes very well with fish and seafood dishes, whereas the sweet Skiatera uh, blends very well with the dessert. A particular feature of the Skiatera is it is made of dry grapes, which is precisely what gives the wine its specific sweetness. It's Skiatera. Um, so check out their wine. It really is good. But um, before we end the show, I do want to talk about the hiking because when you go to the Cinque Terre, it's one of the most amazing ways to go and see the five villages. So we're going to give you some um, ideas about where you might want to hike to. Hiking from Rio Maggiore to Manarola is hike number one. This section of the Cinque Terre Trail is often referred to as the Via del Amore, an Italian lover's lane. It is the easiest portion of the trail by a long shot, so much so that I hesitate to even call it a trail. It's flat and paved, so don't be surprised if you see families on this path pushing strollers between these two towns. This stretch of the trail also comes by its nickname, honestly, smooching with your love. Your sweetheart is almost impossible to avoid, and colorful love notes are scrawled all over the place. If you aren't engaging in copious amounts of strolling, meandering, or lollygagging, the hike between the Rio Maggiore and Manarola shouldn't take you more than 20 minutes. If you're hiking from Manarola to Cornelia, Cicacera, which is hike number two, the trail north out of Manarola will at first be similar to the Via della Mori trail you just left. It is mainly flat, although no longer paved. It makes for pretty easy going. Easy, that is, until you get within sight of Cornelia. That's when you realize that unlike the other four towns, Cornelia isn't at sea level. It's up on top of a cliff. The key word there is up. As you get closer to Cornelia, you will be walking along the train tracks which are between the water and the trail then at the train station at the base of the hill on top of which is the town there is a set of switchback stairs some one counted there is more than 360 steps to get to the top if an Italian stairmaster isn't what you had in mind for your vacation, however, you can take the easy way out and not for the shuttle bus, which is to the right of the station. The hike between Manarola and Cornelia should take less than an hour unless you require lots of breaks on the stairs. Now, if you're going to be hiking from the Cornelia to the Vernazza, which is Cinque Terre hike number three, because Cornelia is at the top of a hill, no matter which way you come up, you'll have to head upward at some point. On the flip side, however, that means whichever way you're going to leave, you're going to go down. The trail from the Cornelia to Vernazza heads gradually downhill for the most part. Although there are some seriously steep sections, parts of the trail are made up of irregularly shaped stones, which require a bit of attention when you're walking. Not only that, there is where the trail begins seem, uh, to seem precarious. It can go extremely narrow at times. In some areas, you go got a wall of vineyards or other vegetation on one side and a cliff on the other with no railing, I might add. It's at this point when you start to wonder what it's, it'll be like to pass something coming the other way. 
Uh, answer, don't worry. The Cinque Terre is plenty crowded. You'll find out soon enough. Once uh, you get into Vernazza, there is a series of very steep switchback steps leading down into the town itself, so don't start celebrating your arrival too early. The hike between Quinilia and Vernazza can take about an hour and a half to two hours, barring too much pulling out in the passing zones. Uh, if you're going to be hiking to Vernazza, to Monterosso, Almare, Cinque Terre, Hike number four, the most challenging hike is easily the one from Vernazza to Monterosso. Uh, mainly because it's just not just up or down, it's both, and it's steep. It's also the one with the highest percentage of so narrow you're not sure they're wide enough for one-person trail sections, many of which have cliffside drop-offs on one side. <laughs> so be prepared for lots of stopping and starting if the trail is particularly crowded. The good news is that there are those gorgeous olive orchards and vineyards you start to seeing in the last trail segment are even more plentiful in this one. And you'll even dip inland now and then and be baked in cool forestry shade. This is especially refreshing if you're hiking during the heat of midday in the summer. Again, if you're not doing too much in the way of stopping and starting, the hike between Vernazza and Monterosso del Mare should take roughly an hour and a half to two hours. The Cinque Terre High Trail. If you are a more serious hiker and you want more of a challenge, not to mention wanting to get away from the crowds, then have a go at the High Trail. This route actually stretches beyond the Cinque Terre and connects the towns of Porto Venera in the south with Levanto in the north. The hiking time alone is estimated, depending on what you read, between 6 and 10 hours, and the paths are not as well marked as the route described above, so it's highly recommended that you either pick up a detailed hiking map of the area or you hire a local guide to lead the way. Should you get partway into the high route and decide you've had enough, no worries. There are lots of trails which connect the high trail with the Cinque Terre towns, so you can cut your serious trekking short along the way and choose to spend the remainder of your day sipping the local dessert wine in a bar. No one will judge you. And I think that's a much better idea, sipping wine anyway, but that's just me. The Cinque Terre Sanctuary Trail, each of the Cinque Terre towns has a sanctuary, also called a church or a shrine, which is typically in the hills above the town center. And there are trails which connect each of these as well. You can get to these trails from either the main blue trail or the high trail. You can even hike up to each shrine without starting on either the blue or the high trail from each town center. Again, because these trails are less popular, they're also less marked. Get a good hiking map of the area and ask the tourist office if you can get, uh, if you can't find the starting point. This is something I want to mention because someone had asked me recently about tourist information centers. I'm always amazed about how many people never go to the tourist information center of a town or city that they are visiting, whether it be domestically in here in the United States or if it is in a European or anywhere else in the world. Um, they are full of plethoras of information for you, and you really should take the time. I mean, it should be one of the first things you're doing is going to that tourist office, getting as much information, maps, uh, recommendations. Uh, you also get reservations at restaurants and obviously for hotels and recommendations for those kinds of things. So definitely always go and take a look. Um, 
at those tourist information, and every single city has them. Now, the Cinque Terre National Park visitor information, it's $5 euro per person for entry. The Cinque Terre trail passes, there are three kinds of passes, trail only, trail plus trains, and trails, trains, and ferries. All three get you free entry to a few museums in the Cinque Terre town, a three-hour bike rental for free, and a discount on Cinque Terre products for sale at the tourist information centers. Ask for details about all those extras when you buy your pass. The Cinque Terre card trail entry fee only, good for one, two, three, or seven days. Adult prices is $5 for one day, $8 for two days, $10 for three days, and $20 for seven days, which is a steal. Uh, the Cinque Terre card plus train trail entry fee plus transportation on local trains, uh, good for one, two, or three uh, or seven days. Prices start at $8.50 for one, go to $14. For two days, nineteen dollars and fifty euro for three days, and thirty six fifty for seven days. Uh, the Chicatera card plus the ferry, which is trail entry plus transportation on all local trains, plus the ferries in the Chicatera, only sold in one uh, day increments. Adult price is nineteen fifty per day, which is really spectacular when you think about. It. Uh, Cinque Terre Trail Maps. Trek Tool produces a very detailed map of the Cinque Terre hiking areas, which you can buy online before you leave. Also, the Cinque Terre Park website. This is the main site for the Cinque Terre National Park. Uh, you can go on there. By uh, I will actually put that link on my show page. Uh, and uh, these are for obviously uh hiking trails the blue trail the sanctuary trails all the trails um and it will also tell you which ones may be closed so if you have your heart set on going on particular trails um you might find that they're closed so this will give you the most up-to-date um, information so uh either google the Cinque Terre national park and they will have all that information uh but definitely take a little bit of time and hike some of the Cinque Terre. i think you'll enjoy it uh uh, so that's pretty much it as far as information about the hiking um, in the Cinque Terre. Um, I definitely, you know, to wrap it up, we only have a couple more. In, uh, we only have two more minutes left. The Cinque Terre is a beautiful, beautiful area of the Italian Riviera. Uh, I will mention that uh, several years ago there was severe flooding in the Cinque Terre, and they are still recovering. Um, so you need to look into definitely when you're making reservations make sure that uh, some of the areas that you might be going to have not been affected and are still infected by the flooding that took place several years ago um, you can find out a lot more information about that online but um, I will tell you this is <laughs> the Cinque Terre is just a beautiful piece of heaven on earth it really is it is gorgeous you will see some of the most magnificent sunrises and sunsets that you've ever seen in your entire life um, and I'm really happy honestly to be quite frank that they are eliminating the number of people because uh, just like Venice which we all know is my favorite city in the entire world um, is really being um, overrun with tourists and it's actually causing the city itself to decay and they're finding the same exact thing and the Cinque Terre so make sure that you if you are going to be traveling to the Cinque Terre area that you do your homework that you make sure you are able and secure your pass to get there for the time that you want to be uh, make sure you travel you know you plan ahead about what hikes you might want to take and also look into we talked about uh, when I broke down all the different villages what you might want to see when you're in those particular villages and whatever you do make sure that you have a love of seafood because the 
it is amazing, the cuisine there and the gelato, the pesto, everything is amazing. Um, and just breathe it in. It's just one of the most magnificent places. So that's our show. I want to thank Roy, my producer down in Texas, for helping me out tonight. We'll see you next week. It's all about the Oscars and fashion in Milan Fashion Week. So we will see you next week on the next La Bella Vida show with me, John Catherine. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of Live.